Hey everyone, me Kevin here. Oh my goodness, folks, Tesla and Lucid are absolutely positively destroying it. And it is really great news for the EV sector. And here's the thing, folks, the EV sector has been in the doldrums. It's been in the trash. It's been in the toilet for a very long period of time throughout 2021. We had a run up up to February. This is where we saw some real highs at the end of January, beginning of February, saw some real highs. Wasn't until the bloom terminal told us quote pray and then all of a sudden we saw tech stocks plummet EVs fell out of favor massive fear uncertainty and doubt about electric vehicle adoption are there gonna be credits for the company's only profitable because of credits blah 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 all this FUD that created the biggest buying opportunity I think we will have ever seen for electric vehicles folks that was February through about June for a lot of these companies lucid motors as recently as September 1st was Trading for $17.79, profitably sold a bunch of put contracts to farm as much yield as I could while volatility was spiking and some of these stocks fell to record lows intra-year. Now, we are in a totally different place. Lucid is kicking butt. Today, it is up 30%. Lucid stock is up 60% in the last six months. Tesla stock only up about 3% within the, well, today, not a whole 30%, but over the last six months, also up 60%. Compare the two trends, and they're almost the same. This is very important, and it makes sense why we're seeing Tesla lead the pack, and then other EVs catch up. So if Tesla moves, expect moves in the other EVs. Microvision moved today on hopes that LiDAR will take a bigger role in uh, car tech. Neo's been up not as high as some of uh, some of the gains that we've seen on Lucid uh, and Tesla here. Neo really only moving from lows of around 30, 31 uh, to about 40 where it is now. So Neo, in my opinion, still has some room to run to kind of be with the curve here. What I like doing, by the way, to see this, and then we're going to get into some news on Tesla. We're going to look at valuation for Tesla. We're going to do uh, something similar with Lucid, but a little bit more abstract. We'll talk about that. What I like doing a lot is typing into Google finance.google.com. This is like your raw, simple, like the most kind of simple stock platform you could really look at because it's not really a stock platform. It's not like you go on to Google and trade. And really what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to go in there and type in one stock. Then you hit compare to on the bottom. So I'll show you exactly how this works. You pull it up. You jump on in and we're gonna click on Tesla right here. We'll throw up Tesla, then we're gonna jump to compare to, and we're gonna compare the Tesla trajectory to Lucid, LCID obviously, as the ticker symbol, Lucid Motors. By the way, Lucid Motors, the first non-Tesla public EV play that is pure electric. I think that's really cool. I know Rivian's coming up with their IPO. That's gonna be a big one. We're gonna be watching that very closely. But let's throw in Neo. Why don't we also throw in, uh, for comparison's sakes, uh, Fisker. And, uh, and, and of course, you could play with this. But you may as well just throw in Fisker. And why not also throw in... Uh, not not like Ford or some of the legacy automakers. I mean, I, I suppose you could. You know what? We'll throw in Ford for the gigs. Okay, there we go. So uh, Tesla kind of skews the graph here a little bit. Let's go back to six months. And what we're really looking for, there we go. This is a lot better. Now we're based on percentages rather than dollar values. It's very important. So look at this, folks. Over the last six months, I'm actually glad I put Ford in here. Uh, Ford up 49%. 
Tesla and Lucid tied at 60%. Look at that, NEO, a measly 4.62%. NEO's lagging big time, and I don't think it's because they're not producing and selling. I actually think NEOs are doing very well, exceptionally well. Let's throw in Xping just to compare. They did just announce the potential for a flying car, a car that could convert uh, to also be a flying car. Yeah, look at that, six months, Xping's up 51%. So if you're looking for a lagger to invest in, NEO. What are you doing, my friend? Let's get you back to like 55, 60 so you can catch up to the others here. But everybody else is taking off. Obviously, this is a sectoral shift, right? EVs really hot going into the beginning of the year. Start of the Biden administration. People thinking, oh my gosh, these things are going to go to the moon. Let's go year to date. Let's take a look at this. this. This will show this a lot better. There we go. Yeah, look at this. Start of the year. Oh my gosh, everything's going to go to the moon. Lucid has its insane momentum squeeze. It was crazy. Everything really chilled out though in March, April, May, June. I mean, this was buying season. We made videos and I sent alerts in the Stocks and Psychology of Money program, which has a coupon code expiring tomorrow, by the way. Check that out. But I remember sending alerts saying, folks, this is going to be like 2021. We're going to look back at this and go, wow, wish I bought more of this EV dip because all the EV was just sucking together. It didn't even matter which company, just anything electric vehicle related sucked in May, June. There was so much FUD around batteries, this, that, or the other. Uh, and, and now we're really seeing that trend pick up again here at the end of the year. And it's being led by Tesla, which is obviously absolutely incredible. It certainly helps that we've already, and we've already talked about this, but there's some new details. Hertz is purchasing up to 100,000 Tesla vehicles as part of their rental car company. This, by the way, is four months after emerging from bankruptcy, and they, well, they announced that they're going to purchase 100,000 Teslas. Apparently, 50,000 of these are going to be allocated to Uber, so that way individuals could rent vehicles uh, from Uber on sort of a weekly basis. I want to say something like $350. Here it is. Tesla rentals will start at $334 a week, but they plan to bring prices under $300 a week. Uber drivers are only eligible for Tesla rentals if they've completed a certain amount of trips, 150, and have a certain star rating, 4.7. So, uh, I mean, gosh, that, this is actually a motivation for Uber employees to be, the or not employees, Uber workers to be the best workers they can be. Uh, but this is sort of the more old news that basically Uber drivers will be able to rent Teslas from Hertz the car rental company coming out of bankruptcy. The CEO, by the way, of Hertz got fired from Ford for not being innovative enough. And now he's innovating like crazy in the rental industry. Really incredible job, like very, very smart job at Hertz. But anyway, uh, the cool thing is there's actually more news that came out of this. Not only is Hertz planning on installing thousands of electric vehicle chargers, which may also help them, qual them qualify for tax credits, somewhere around potentially 30% of a tax credit for the amount of money that you spend investing in charging stations. This is something that we're expecting as part of our infrastructure package. So we'll see exactly what's meant by the terms of these bills once they actually pass and we get interpretations. So that's to be determined. But it's possible that uh, Hertz will actually be buying more vehicles. In fact, their CEO went on an interview and said, if demand is high, they will order another 100,000 Teslas. This means now we're learning that the Hertz Tesla deal that was announced of 100,000 vehicles might actually end up doubling. By the way, it's worth noting that this does not even include uh, revenue for Tesla yet for full self-driving. 
Hertz is not buying the full self-driving uh, service for the vehicle. They're spending about $42,000 per. Uh, however, in the future, it's expected that uh, Hertz might end up not only using Tesla insurance to insure these vehicles, we'll see, it gets into commercial insurance and commercial underwriting, so a little bit more complicating, but uh, huge, huge potential there. We also know that the Teslas are now effectively for Hertz the same price as a Toyota Camry or Honda Accord, which is absolutely incredible. This is also the largest EV order ever, the 100,000. This all helped Tesla move up. But now we're hearing that this order could potentially double if demand is right for these cars. And so far, I can tell you, it looks like demand is hot for these cars. Uber drivers want to rent Teslas. That means they don't have to go out and buy a car. They could rent a car and, uh, and, and essentially have a, a very nice luxury style vehicle that doesn't cost a lot to charge or maintain. Uh, and uh, boom, <laughs> you know, you're able to make money as an Uber driver. Now, uh, we also know that Hertz is offloading a bunch of old rental vehicles from their fleet and they signed a deal with Carvana to sell those vehicles. This is a good testament, by the way, to the uh, online buyers for vehicles. Shift, Carvana, Vroom, I think this is great. Hertz is really trying to just go innovative in every direction, how they're selling their cars, how they are uh, purchasing the cars from Tesla, the upside to them potentially purchasing more Teslas. This is very, very exciting. So uh, what I wanna do now is just kind of take a peek here at our Tesla spreadsheet. So I like, Stupid trolls online uh, always make, like to make fun of my Tesla spreadsheet, and then yet it always seems to be right. So whatever. I mean, people can make fun of you all day long, but I, I just want to refer to this here for a moment. So this is my 2025 sheet. I keep kind of reverting back to this every, anytime I make modifications. And what's so incredible that I really want to show you right now about Tesla and really helps to reiterate why Tesla is doing so well right now is the impact that a margin improvement makes to the potential future stock price of Tesla. So let's say we're selling vehicles in 2025 for $40,000 a vehicle. That's way less than the $49,600 we're selling vehicles for right now. But that's because we're in the future expecting maybe a $25,000 vehicle. We're going to be selling cars in India at a potential gigafactory in India. Obviously, the Germany uh, and Shanghai facilities will be expanding great, right? So what we're going to do here is let's just go ahead and kill energy for a moment. Let's keep insurance at zero. I generally set that to zero. I'm going to put robo-taxis to zero. By the way, this Hertz deal kind of implies that Hertz might be open to, uh, you know, taking advantage of full self-driving when it comes out. And if we have robo-taxis, Hertz might actually be the biggest provider of robo-taxis outside of consumers via Tesla. How cool is that? And keep in mind that Lyft and Uber sold off their self-driving divisions. They gave up on the project. Yeah, that's good for Tesla. But anyway, so uh, what I really want to show you here is take a look at this. Right now, I have this projection of a, of a reasonable price target of, in my opinion, $1,700 for Tesla. This feels really low now. When I did the spreadsheet, Tesla was trading for anywhere between 550 to 800. And back when this was 550, when I was buying more Tesla shares, uh, that to me worked out to about a 25% annual compounded rate of return. That's every year, boom, 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 that annualized compounded uh, rate of return, right? Or annual compounded rate of return. Well, uh, now when Tesla went to 800, that would drop my return to about 16%. Now with Tesla sitting at, uh, we're about 1080 right now. What are we after hours? 1085. That compounded annual rate of return only goes to about 9.61%. So it actually makes Tesla feel less attractive as an investment because it's run so much, right? Now, 
the one thing that I do want to mention is that the good news is this this tax rate increasing here is not potentially not expected to go up. Uh, we're expecting to stay at, uh, I put this at about an effective corporate tax rate of about 22% here. Uh, we're not expecting a corporate tax rate to go up under Biden's plans. So this is excellent. This is good news. And what I do want to change, though, is margin. I think that I did not think 30% was going to be realistic, but we just hit 30% with credits. I think we're going to be at 30% gross vehicle margin by uh, 2025 without credits. So just so you know, that's if you manufacture a vehicle, you sell it for $100,000, it means you're keeping $30,000. That's before you get to like general administration, uh, whatever, right? So input costs, so profits minus input costs and employees per vehicle, keeping about 30 grand a vehicle on that example, right? And so, but I'm running the spreadsheet at 28%. That was my projection back when we were like 22%. So I kind of really have to update this. And if I drop this just two, if I bump this 2% here, we're at 1760 stock price. If I hit enter, this is going to move. And this is going to let us know how much the stock should move based on that margin moving about 2%. Let's hit it. Okay, drops my dumps to be back up here. Look at that. 1987 folks a marginal improvement is a massive massive boon for tesla so let me undo that again here 1716 is our current number so let's save that let's again change that margin to 70 percent uh expense margin 70 percent profit margin 30 percent gross that changes this uh future stock value to 1987 divide that by 1716 that's about a reflective of a 16% a increase in the stock, uh, justified solely because of the marginal improvement. And uh, from about uh, when we reported earnings, let me see quickly when Tesla earnings was. So I always like to compare Tesla earnings. I know it was last week, but I can't remember the date for the life of me. So Tesla earnings happened on... October 20th. Okay, good. So October 20th, and since October 20th, Tesla stock has gone uh, up 24%. So in my opinion, with the stock going up 24.4%, it's actually gone up a little bit more than margin justifies. But that's be probably because you have a lot of bears who are finally realizing, dang, okay, this is realistic. So that's why you're getting a little bit of this overcorrection to the upside. This does not mean that I think that Tesla is going to keep running, but it certainly means that I'm not going to buy Tesla at these levels. It, it, it's just not going to happen. So now let's talk briefly about Lucid. Okay, so we're expecting to potentially deliver somewhere around here. Let's let's do this together. I do not have a, a full spreadsheet on, on Lucid because we don't actually have a quarter of earnings with vehicle deliveries actually happening. But what, what do we know? So we've got Lucid reservations right now at about 13,000. This is for the Lucid Air. I'm actually one of the people that has a reservation for one, but I still have not had an opportunity to test drive one of them, which is really frustrating, especially since other like car review people are able to, to review these things. And I know I'm not a car reviewer, a stock reviewer, uh, and uh, it, it, like I'm not asking for special treatment, but you know, some, some equal treatment would be nice. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I haven't been able to test drive the thing, even though I actually have a pre-order. Unlike a lot of other individuals, I feel like, who, who don't have a pre-order or <laughs> getting a chance to review the darn thing, I kind of feel a little left out, okay? So anyway, apparently there's a delivery event uh, this uh, this Saturday 
for the first deliveries of the Lucid. It's worth noting that Lucid expects to deliver about 20, or, I'm sorry, to 1,000 vehicles this year. That works out to, uh, in the last, uh, what, four months of this year, that works out to a production rate of about 250 vehicles per month that they're producing right now. And Peter Rawlinson has been very clear, like we're not at a ramp stage. Right now, I'll tell you this, I'll be very clear with this, they are praying that nothing goes wrong, okay? That's what they're praying for. They are praying, 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 praying that they can get these vehicles off the line, delivered to customers, and there's no bad press about people going, my car's a lemon, my car's not working, oh my gosh. Like the next three weeks are gonna be very, very uh, critical for Lucid. Because here's the thing. First, my guess is that uh, Lucid has a lot of momentum right now because these deliveries are coming. We might see by the rumor, sell the news. But then guess what? If we get one bad piece of news about the cars not being good, about a quality issue, about a safety issue, about a crash, about a fire. Uh, this is a car, okay? Like, there are going to be crashes. You get one bad piece of news, and people are going to rail on this company, and this thing will have a big self. Now, I don't think that's going to be justified, okay? I don't want to sound like um, I'm, like, fudding uh, lucid here. I'm just saying, be prepared that when a stock moves on momentum like this, it doesn't take much to push it down. Uh, now, I, look, I'm happy. It's at a $57 billion market cap right, cap right now. Uh, and that's, that's, in my opinion, a little enthusiastic. Uh, for comparison, Neo right now is sitting at $66 billion. And uh, they're regularly delivering vehicles, right? You've got Xping at $59 billion. But I think that Rivian IPO is helping because Rivian's expected to go public at $80 billion, which is freaking nuts. Like, I'd rather see Lucid at $80 billion than Rivian at $80 billion. But anyway, so 1,000 deliveries this year is going to make Q1 earnings in 2022 look not great, okay? I mean, 1,000 vehicles this year, let's just do the math together really quick. You do 1,000 vehicles times $136,000, that's $136 million of revenue. It's a drop in the bucket, okay? Drop in the bucket. They're going to, I would ex highly expect that they're going to lose money, right? Because their operation costs and everything are going to be set up for a much larger RAM. So you're going to have a negative qu uh, quarter. The margin is going to look like crap. You're probably going to have negative gross margin. So while Tesla's trading off really good margin, the margin at Lucid for the first while is going to look horrible. But remember, it did at NEO as well. NEO had like a 4% margin, then an 8% margin, went to 14%, 18%, 22%. And the stock rose as margin rose. But I think the stock is moving a little bit in anticipation of that right now. And so I think there are potentially more downside catalysts than there are upside catalysts. That's not to say this can't keep going on a momentum run. Just think the valuation probably going to be a little pushed right now based on the rumor and trading. So I, I would caution, uh, caution that. Uh, however, if you're excited, like if we don't get big bad news or even if we do and you want to buy the dip on this, I think it's fair to buy the dip on Lucid under 25, certainly under 30. Uh, well, the other way around, under 30, certainly under 25. I think those are dip opportunities if you want to invest in Lucid in the long term. So if you believe in the car, you believe this as an alternate to Tesla, uh, you know, right now they're pushing their $79,000 vehicle reservations. They're trying to expand their audience. This is great. They're going to be coming out with the Lucid Gravity, the SUV in the future, uh, probably 2024 once they actually get production ramped on this vehicle. And it's going to be a slow ramp. It's not going to be like Tesla, okay? Uh, then uh, then this will grow. I mean, look, uh, Neo. what did Neo deliver? Let's see, Neo deliveries. Just to give you comparison as to how early we are on the S-curve, even though this is valued like Neo right now, you gotta know where we sit right now, okay? Neo delivered 
10,000 vehicles in September of 2021. Okay, Lucid expects to deliver 20,000, so twice that in 12 times the time next year. So, so they're, they're early on the S-curve. This is not bagging on them. It's just simply saying it's this very early stage for the company and just be careful on potential movements too early uh, in the stock price on this one and getting caught up in the momentum, right? Uh, support the company. I support the stock. I have, I always have. Now, uh, but I am frustrated about that car reservation, okay? It pissing me off a little bit. Sorry, I'm just being transparent. So we're gonna ramp to about 1600 next year is the expectation. That could be a high expectation. Going from producing 500, I'm sorry, 250 cars a month to all of a sudden next year getting to an average of, of like seven times that. What is that? 1600, 1600 divided by 250 is, yeah, 6.4 times that. Look, I'm, I'm hopeful for you, but I think that's a little optimistic, right? So if that's a little optimistic and those numbers miss, stock's going to beat as well. I do think Q1's going to be a dirty earnings report because you're going to have a big fat negative margin. It's going to be their first quarter with real uh, deliveries. This next order, uh, earnings report that's coming out here at the end of here, like when's the next earnings report? It doesn't even really matter. It honestly doesn't matter. It's going to be a matter of looking at their cash balances and their burn rate. That's what you're going to be looking at. But like what earnings have they potentially had if they haven't delivered vehicles yet? Right, so uh, I, I wouldn't be so so enthusiastic about the the earnings myself. Uh, November fifteenth is when the results will come out. Who cares? That's going to tell you what the earnings are for September, August, July. I'll tell you now, zero other than pre-orders. But I don't even know if they recognize pre-order income as revenue yet because they haven't really earned that yet. I I don't know about the accounting practices of that. I've taken accounting. Uh, but uh, I will tell you it is above my pay grade. <laughs> so anyway, uh, ramping to 50,000, ambitious, but but this would make sense that you would go go from to some sort of ramp rate like this. Uh, keep in mind that Neo for comparison delivered 24,000 vehicles in three months and uh, they doubled that year over year. So it is possible to see these sorts of doubles and ramps and they've got a great facility in Arizona. I would love to visit the Lucid facility. Maybe one day they'll they'll actually care about me, Kevin. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, look, talking about the stock itself, uh, we've got thirteen thousand Lucid Air reservations. If they fill like half of those, or honestly, if they fill a third of those, that's good. So if they fill four thousand or four uh, four thousand of these total, that's great. Uh, now, what's going to happen though? The other thing that's going to happen is you're going to start getting a, a a less expensive product mix coming in, starting probably Q1, Q2 of next year. Uh, so really right now, there's not much that we can do because we're not going to be able to look at them on margin efficiency. We're not going to be able to really do anything other than say they're going to be losing lots of money probably for the next year. This is an early stage startup with a valuation already between Xping and Neos, and it's running on, on momentum right now. I love the company. I'm going to be paying very close attention to the company. I feel like I, I'm well versed in vehicles, although I will not go as far as calling myself a vehicle expert. These are some expectations that I have uh, for NEO. Now, uh, worth noting that, uh, let's see here, Lucid's dream delivery event is in California. Lucid's planning to deliver 520 Dream Air editions and then move down to the grand touring versions. Uh, Lucid ant ant anticipates deliveries for the touring and pure models to start sometime in 2022. Those are the less expensive ones. Lucid's also apparently going to be uh, using the 350 kilowatt hour superchargers. Those are faster than the Tesla V3s. How, uh, those are at about 250 kilowatt hours. However, there are not a lot of these chargers around at the time. 
According to the Electrify America website, which is what Lucid plans to use, remember Lucid doesn't do their own charging network like Tesla does. Uh, Lucid doesn't plan to do their own self-driving features like Tesla does. In fact, they're not even launching with, uh, with, with self-driving, uh, e even like the autopilot, at least from what I'm aware of. Uh, they're, they're launching stripped of these features and that they'll have some kind of level two self-driving like lane keep and that that'll release with an over-the-air update later. But Electrify America has right now about one-fifth of the superchargers that Tesla does. Tesla's got, uh, I want to say, gosh, Tesla's got over 3,000 charging stations. Uh, let me see here. Tesla Investor Relations. You can look these up. You just type in Google Tesla Investor Relations. You go to press release. You go to their actual... Um, uh, slide deck. That's what you want to download is their slide deck. And when you look at their downloaded slide deck, just scroll down to about the sixth, fifth or sixth page, page six. Here you go. So Tesla has 3,254 supercharging stations uh, and Electrify America has one fifth of those. We don't know how many of those stations are actually going to include uh, 350 kilowatt hour chargers. So you might be stuck with a lot of slow chargers. My guess is they'll probably have about 20% of their locations having superchargers, which would mean that uh, they probably have somewhere around, in terms of superchargers, 130 supercharging stations that actually have the 350 kilowatt, which is about 4% of their entire chargers or probably somewhere super, the 350 kilowatt superchargers. So I wouldn't get sold on the marketing that if you get a Lucid, you're gonna have that 350 kilowatt hour charging. You're probably only going to run into that pretty rarely unless you happen to live next to one. Uh, and, and the Tesla supercharging stations are, are much more ubiquitous at this point. But then again, uh, newer company here, and I think Lucid's going to actually help electrify America grow substantially as demand for uh, Lucid's grows. I also expect just like Tesla's, you'll be able to charge the Lucid's at any electric charger, whether it's a charge point or blink or whatever it is. So uh, these are things to know. And uh, yeah, these are my thoughts on Lucid and Tesla. If you like the way I explain things, uh, consider checking out my programs on building your wealth, not just on investing in stocks, but also options, technical analysis, real estate investing, property management. There is a coupon code that expires tomorrow night. The price does go up Saturday morning. Thank you so much for watching the video and folks, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.